2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
3: to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily with German Donner Kebab.
0: Now 40 restaurants across the UK. Find out where at GermanDonnerKebab.com
2: Hello and welcome to the Football Social Daily Premier League Weekend Preview Edition. If you've not heard the news already, due to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak, the Premier League and all footballing activities and indeed other sports activities in the UK have been suspended for the rest of the month. Uh, It's something that's gone out and affected uh, now. The MLS has been affected, uh, the NBA, uh, you've got the London Marathon, Boston Marathon, Wimbledon Tennis, the Olympics and Euros all looking under threat. Uh, That's the state of play. I think we just need to establish that right now. We don't know what's happening. It is an ongoing story. It's developing. As soon as something happens, we will bring you the news on this daily podcast. However, uh, it leaves us in a bit of a peculiar situation here because normally at this point, we'd be looking at every Premier League game that is taking place over the weekend, analysing and looking at it. So to help me find something to talk about in what I'm now calling Winter Break (laughs) 2.0... Uh, I'm joined by Richard Johnson of Sporf. Hello. And uh, a man who's under nickname The Professor.
3: Uh, I believe so, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, that's Fergal Johnson. Fergal Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Your your half-brother, Fergal (laughs) Brennan, uh, who is our resident journalist here at the Football Social Daily. Hello. There's so many potential implications and speculation about what could happen. We're not going to get into that. We have got some good news, though. Uh, in that the first two cases to be named and to be affected in the Premier League, that's Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta and also Hudson-Odoi at Chelsea, they're both reporting uh, that they're doing well and they've recovered and seemingly, thankfully, only had mild symptoms, which is good news to hear. Moving away from all that, though, there has been some other football news that's happened. And the biggest talking point, I think, today comes on the back of Manchester United's 5-0 win away in the Europa League. It's surrounded comments made by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the match, which indicated that he believes that Paul Pogba will see out his contract and is ready to return from his long absence due to injury. Now, I find this particularly exciting because, for me, one of the best things of the last few months has been watching Bruno Fernandes play. I think he's transformed Manchester United... If there's any way to get Paul Pogba anywhere near his best playing alongside Bruno Fernandes in the centre of midfield, who knows where that could take United. But the question is, do you think that's something that could happen or do you think that Pogba's actually still looking for an exit as many people believe?
3: I do still think Pogba's looking for an exit. I think the comments from Solskjaer after the last win last night were basically born out of frustration that he almost seems to be asked this question in every press conference. And poor Pogba hasn't started a game in over two months and still he dominates press conferences and dominates the line of question for Solskjaer before and after games. Um, I think from a contractual point of view, Solskjaer's realised that United are still in the strong Uh, half of the argument because he's still got two years to run. It's their decision whether or not Paul Pogba leaves Manchester United. It's not Mino Raiola or Pogba's decision. Um, In terms of Fernandes, I I said it on the Friday show, so I won't go into too much detail about it. I don't think they fit in the team together from a tactical from a positional point of view. I think they're relatively similar in the areas of the pitch that they want to be in. I think in terms of their playing style, there's differences but where they want to be and the player that they want to be for Manchester United is essentially the same. And I think within that, you have to have a little bit of a mentality to give yourself for the team. If Bruno is playing a little bit further forward or Bruno is charged with a certain role against a certain team, Pogba might have to sacrifice a little bit of himself. That's not Paul Pogba's way of doing things. Even when he was the main man in the team, he still wasn't willing to sacrifice himself in certain areas. And I I don't see this being this kind of dovetailing, beautiful relationship. Pogba is still a very good player. Obviously, there's a huge amount of narrative around what he doesn't do. There are a lot of things that he does do well, but we just don't see enough of it. And, and there's not that level of consistency. We all know what poor Pogba, poor Pogba can do when he's flying. The question marks about Paul Pogba are when he's not performing well or when the team's not performing well, where does his role kick in? And I think that's what Fernandez has done. He's come in in January to a side that was... An outside bet for the top four, potentially going to get knocked out of the FA Cup and the Europa League. His performances, his mentality has kept them in those two competitions and has now got the wind blowing in their favour to pinch top four from Chelsea. You don't see Pogba doing that, and you worry that if he comes into that team, does he knock that momentum because it kind of changes the dynamics of. I'm not saying that all of the players are looking at Fernandez as their leader, but there will be a fair bit of that of finally we've got someone in this team that can pull us up the pitch and, and win us games. In the past, we everything was geared through Pogba. Even now with United, what everything they do well is not geared through Fernandez. He just happens to be the best player in the team. Whereas with Pogba Everything goes through him, even backwards. Even the ball goes up to the forward line, and it comes back for Pogba to re-involve himself in that. That doesn't fit with the type of player that Fernandez is, and I don't think it fits with where Solskjaer wants United to be. Yeah. So
2: does that does that mean you can't either of you see Pogba Fernandez playing together? And if they did, who else would play in that midfield?
0: Yeah, I think the. I mean, the question is, is really like: Does Solskjaer need him? I think you know, like, are United going to be affected? without him or if he moves on. And I think ultimately probably what we've seen with, you know, Fernandez, Fred, Matic, you know, sort of forming the core. Like they they, they don't really, I mean, obviously I don't think that's the ideal sort of uh, midfield by, by any stretch, but like from what he was bringing and the way that he, as you were pointing to Fergal, the way that he can slow down the, the game and perhaps make it a little bit more central around him rather than popping it off quickly. Like what we saw a couple of nights ago in, um, with Fernandez and Nogalo in uh, in, the, in the Europa League I don't think they'll necessarily miss him um, and I think Solskjaer probably knows that I think the fans know that as well you know I think there's loads of fans who love him but I think everyone's much more excited by what Fernandez has got to offer and probably if you can get I don't know what the latest price would be for Pogba between 80 and 100 million say I'd be pretty happy with that
2: but none of us can deny Pogba at his best is
0: world class yeah I'd I, I totally agree. It's just, we've just never seen enough of it, have we, at United? Which is such a shame. It does feel like a waste, considering how amazing he was at Juventus. And there's obviously a ton of reasons for that. I don't think they're all down to him either. Um, so
3: I just think that asterisk that you put, as you just said there with, with Pogba, that nails it, that you hear about him all the time. Yeah, but when he's fit, he's this. When he's at his best, he's this. There's always that asterisk with him. No elite level player has that asterisk, asterisk next to their name. You don't talk about, um, I'm trying to talk about, well, obviously Messi and Ronaldo are in a different box of measurement, but Kevin De Bruyne at Manchester City, there's no asterisk next to his name of when but he's fit, have seen when De, he's in
2: the mood. But, with that as an example, we have seen De Bruyne in the Premier League underperform, supposedly, when he was at Chelsea,
3: in terms of the, the system that he was in, the manager who was under this. That was a much younger Kevin De Bruyne, and for, that was for a very fleeting, I, I certainly wouldn't use that as an example. Like, Pogba's in a position now where he's been at United for two and a half, nearly three years, and he's still being talked about with that little asterisk next to his name of when he's fit. And and most of the time, it's not even when he's fit, it's, yeah, but when he's in the mood. That's not good enough for a Manchester United midfielder. But,
0: but I I, th- I think, you know, it's, like I said before, I don't think it's all down to Pogba. No, I don't, you, th- you know, I don't think it you know, is. No. With, with sort of, the, I think the way that he was uh, probably treated in a certain degree with Mourinho, which I think is... There's players where that's happening again at, at Spurs. Um I, I don't think it's all down to him. I mean, yeah, he, he won a World Cup and played bloody well. Um, I think in that in that tournament. So But that was in a uh, blue shirt, not a red shirt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think there's no question that he can he can do it. Um no. but yeah, I just think like actually if you were being objective at the moment for United, you'd sort of yeah. say that if they if they did lose him and if he moved on, it'd probably be a good thing for him. I'd probably really look forward to watching Pogba. I don't know where it's likely he'll go, Madrid, back to Juve, you know, I don't. Know, Barca could be an option, probably Madrid's most likely, I guess. But uh, I'd probably really look forward to watching him, uh, you know, in the Champions League for them or, or in the Liga. Uh, be great, because he probably would be, have his, get his swagger back a little bit, maybe.
2: Well, having seen Pogba when he was at Juventus, I'd certainly be excited to see some of that come back, wherever he goes, whatever happens. And if Solskjaer can find a way to bring that out at United, then... Who knows where they could be next season. So at the beginning of the show, I jokingly called this uh, Winter Break (laughs) 2.0 because everything's suspended for a couple of weeks. But actually, if we look at it like a winter break and everything goes according to plan and we're in a much better situation in terms of the health of everybody, the way that the the Premier League and the country as a whole and the world as a whole adapts to to the outbreak, if we come back after a three-week break right now where we've got it, I'm thinking there's a couple of teams that are really going to benefit from this. Particularly, I'm thinking Spurs, because they've really suffered recently with the injuries. Uh, It's such crucial players as well. So are there any other teams out there that are really going to enjoy this benefit? Also, there's an argument to say for Liverpool as well, having this break now, because they have looked tired. Mm -hmm. Results have not been great the last few seasons. Uh, And conversely, is there a team that this this has come at the wrong time for because of the so-called momentum that they had?
3: I think it's a difficult one with Liverpool. We all saw when they came back from winter break 1.0 that they found it difficult to get results. That was constantly brought up of, you know, haven't been the same since the winter break. Lost to Chelsea out of the FA Cup. Obviously lost to Atletico out of the Champions League. And they're kind of stumbling and stumbling towards what's probably going to be an inevitable title win. So I'd actually disagree. I don't think they'd want this because their issue would be momentum again That Bournemouth win last weekend was their first Premier League win in over a month. They they need that little bit of role in momentum in order to make sure that they get the results. Yes, it's only two wins as it stands to get over the line and win the title. But everything they do, everything that klops about is momentum. Uh, Tottenham as you say obviously injuries uh, Mourinho has said he wants the season over already uh, pre-coronavirus outbreak um, maybe we could blame all this on him that you know he's kind of yeah, he, bad won't take, he won't take any responsibility for it <laughs> trust me um, I think some of the sides down the bottom might thank you for uh, a little bit of a break in order to get some of their players revitalised and some injuries uh, back in the squad because their idea is if the momentum's going against them try and get the players in mass ranks Look to work on some things that are going to make you harder to beat in the next month or so that could preserve you that two, three points that would keep you in the Premier League and obviously the huge financial bonus that comes with that. So I think for the top end of the table, they won't be thanking anybody for this time off um, because they want the momentum. Man United, as we said before, pushing for top 4 We'll want to just keep rolling, keep rolling. But the sides at the bottom will be looking at it and going, we've had a bad run of games. Let's see if we can you know, get on the training ground look to kind of hammer out a few issues that we've been having and make a scrap of staying in the Premier League because for some of them, you know, we've chatted about Aston Villa a few times on the podcast and the the financial numbers that have come out of there, of, that they're operating at a loss in terms of the money that they're paying out to players and, and various other things. They might be looking at this as an opportunity to batten down the hatches and get a, a, a structure in place to make sure they stay in the division. I think uh,
0: probably like looking at the mid-table, you've got Everton who... Again, the fans' expectation is much higher. They've been on a bit of a dire run, really. So it might might be good for them. Newcastle, on the on the contrary, are now sort of three and beat and run a couple on the bounce. And actually, they'd probably want to kick on a little bit, you know, just to see if they can uh, eke into the top 10 and give the fans something to cheer about. So, um, you know, I think maybe for them, it might be, for each of those, there could be different consequences. Um, but I, I imagine it'd be difficult if you're like a Norwich player and almost you've, they're not, obviously totally distant but they're probably still willing the season to sort of you know push forward a little bit so they can start focusing on next year and particularly you know Fark is probably thinking right i need to focus on what mm-hmm. i do for next year pushing it back by month i don't think it's going to help help that at all
2: i wonder if there's a, an element of you know like sometimes when you when you're younger and you do something bad and your parent or your teacher sort of tells you to go up to your room and sit and think about what you've done i <laughs> I wonder if because we're in a situation where because of the various travel bans that have been implemented as well, it's not like footballers can normally do in a winter break and take off to Dubai or wherever and spend a few weeks lounging by a pool. They're literally just going to have to... Some of them, like we've heard Benjamin Mendy, a couple of other players, are in self-isolation. And effectively, that is being reflective um, and and spending time on your own thinking. Now, obviously, a lot of people will do some reading, they'll play some PlayStation, they'll uh, watch some TV, I'm sure. But is, is there a particular player in the Premier League at the minute that you think really need this time to go around and think about what they've done? I mean, Paul, Paul Bogba <laughs> could be
0: could be one that comes up to mind. God, good question. Probably loads of them. Um, maybe Son. Yeah. You know, he's uh,
2: I mean, t- t- to be
0: honest, from to Son's think about, about of the view, things he's
2: done. I mean, he's yeah. done quite a
0: lot of good things. He's done some good things, but you know, I think this year he's obviously a couple of a few red cards, you know, probably done on a couple of occasions, a few injuries, you know, maybe he just needs to have a bit of a chill. They'll, they'll all be, on a serious point though, they'll all be given, even in those on self isolation like Mendy, they're going to be given a personal training regimes that they've got to like stick to, do. It's probably still like, unless they are ill with the virus, I imagine they're all probably still cracking on really to to keep up their fitness. Um, I, can, I can imagine
2: this being some kind of uh, new DVD, the Premier League Footballers Bedroom Gym Workout. <laughs> yeah, <It's laughs> sort of like some sort bench of. Bench like, pressing
0: wardrobes. Yeah, and- yeah, 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 yeah. Like a bit of a big brother style thing where you'd like have them all in like, you know, little segmented rooms or something, all like exercising and doing their own thing.
3: I think when you look at some of the players, maybe they've underachieved a bit this season. Uh You touched on Everton there before and, and I agree that fan expectation at the start of the season was unfair, you know, just because the money that was spent brought in certain players, doesn't guarantee European football or even top four was being talked about right at the beginning of the season. I think Everton might be an interesting one. People like Gilfie Sigurdsson will be maybe having a little bit of a look at himself uh, goalkeepers that have made mistakes in recent I, weeks. I was just thinking Adrian, that. Yeah.
0: Um, maybe Joe Linton for possibly, Newcastle. Possibly, yeah. He's been quite underwhelming.
3: If I was him, I'd be in the garden. I'd, if he's, I don't <laughs> know if he's got any children. I'd be saying to one of his kids, get in goal for the next two weeks. I'm just going to be aiming for the far post. Just let a few in. I need to get my confidence up. And the fact that he has to tell his kids to let a few in says it <laughs> already. <laughs> well, give Adriana a text, see if he could come up, drive up yeah. to Newcastle, maybe get in goal, let a few in. I think, yeah, I think goalkeepers would be an interesting one. We've seen quite a few high-profile mistakes um, and big goalkeepers be asked questions of. You know, we joke about Adrian and his mistake against Atletico Madrid, but Hugo Lloris has had issues this season. David De Gea has had massive issues this season. Um, And on the pitch, goalkeepers get a lot of time to reflect they've now got two weeks to reflect about that corner that they didn't but come for that th- to be goal honest, they, kick that they, they
2: skewed should... out for a throw in it's when they're at home on their own is when they should be reflecting when they're in goal playing the game I want them to be concentrating on what they're doing and following the ball but That's they don't the always
3: listen to you And as we've seen <laughs> they, they, if they followed your advice a bit more I know, Manchester United I might be in the top four uh, So Liverpool <laughs> might still be in the Champions League
2: <laughs> all sorts could be very different I just like the idea of a couple of Premier League goalkeepers looking at themselves in the mirror and kind of going oh yeah I've got hands that I'm allowed to use <laughs> Uh so we're going to take a little break right here, uh, but we will be back. Incredibly, we still have some more stuff to talk about, uh, including this the fact that we just found out that um, Match of the Day, which is a... What would you call it? It's a benchmark, a cornerstone. necessity. Yeah. It, it, it is the, for those of you listening outside the UK, it's basically, as a fan, it's what everything else is built around. You know, <laughs> you've you, you gone out, you've been to the game, you've been to the pub, you come back and you watch the goals from all the other games and the analysis from someone that eats crisps and, or chips, as you may say. Uh, We've just found out that that show for the next few weeks is going to be taken off air, understandably, and it's going to be replaced by something else which is Mrs. Brown's voice now this is the equivalent of when they pulled the NHL a few years ago and they replaced it with tractor pulling only not as funny Uh, so uh, we're going to be looking at uh, what to watch instead and also looking at some of the rather interesting options that could be faced uh, for ending the Premier League season right now that's all coming up after the break
0: Football Social Daily, with German gourmet doner kebabs, made with our signature sauces. Sports Social.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Football Social Daily weekend Premier League preview edition, with no Premier League action happening, which we've had a few times with the likes of international breaks. But what we have now, as you'll be all too aware from everything else that's going on, is a complete suspension of footballing activities. Uh, This case is, this situation is unfolding, it's constantly developing. It's highly likely that even though we've recorded this podcast this morning, um, within an hour of us doing this and you listening to it, everything may have changed. But as it stands, uh, we're looking at no Premier League football, no elite football uh, or even any sport in the UK until at least April the 3rd. So, a couple of options that we're facing. First of all, a lot of us have TV packages that we pay for with different subscribers, like BT Sport and Sky, and uh, Cornerstones, like Match of the Day. What are they going to show? What are they going to fill? Well, we've heard just before the break that Match of the Day will be replaced by Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, if you've never seen this show... Don't. Some would say you're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I quite enjoy it. <laughs> um so the the question it just got me thinking so what are they going to show instead because obviously people pay a lot of money to have these packages so they can get exclusivity the Champions League suspended the Europa League suspended Uh, these are all included in different packages some people will have three or four different packages to catch all the games so the question is first of all is what are the broadcasters going to show instead and secondly uh, what are you going to look to watch instead is there something that you've missed out TV wise that you'd like to catch up on that will maybe give you the same thrills and spills that the Premier League normally does uh,
3: I think from a footballing point of view there's going to be a lot of Premier League years Champions League years which I'm actually quite looking forward to we're all going to be spending a lot of time in the house for the next few days weeks um, and these are great I, I love watching these and thinking back of either wow I didn't realise he was that good or wow I didn't realise he was that crap or how slow is he how did he get away with that tackle? This is, And I imagine that's what's going to fill the majority of live games that are being obviously cancelled over the next two weeks. And I, for one, I'm really looking forward to that side of it because it it gives you a little insight into what the Premier League used to be. You can kind of marvel at certain things, cringe at certain things, but brilliant, brilliant entertainment.
2: Because this is part of the thing for me. Because I will watch any football that's on. And normally, if there's an international break, I will watch you know third division from Slovakia if if I can get it. You know, just just to be able to watch some kind of football. But that's not happening either.
3: Well, national league in the UK uh, are still going. They've refused to cancel their games, so they will be playing this weekend. So, for for people not familiar
2: with it, this is, is about
3: seven tiers. No, fifth tier. Okay, so it's the first tier. It's in between uh, league and non-league, so it's the division underneath League Two. They are still playing this weekend.
0: Can I? Uh, j- th- there's one point here. You're making an assumption that I actually have a choice in what I watch on my <laughs> TV at home. Um, <laughs> I think my uh, my viewing is probably going to be filled with celebrity bake off. Uh, Master Chef, and um, I don't know some other rubbish that uh, my wife loves to loves to watch. So uh, yeah, I'm usually locked away on my phone watching, like streaming the games or something like that. So, <laughs> so at least you can still pretend on your phone and maybe just play Snake
2: <laughs> or something instead. How much access do you get to the remote? I'll be talking oh, an hour a day, little... an
0: hour a week. Oh, would that be a If I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, Fergal, you know, but it's...
3: if
2: you were, if you were given the option, if you were given like wow. say 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 that you say that you and your wife. God forbid we're both put in isolation <laughs> so you had your own room and your things own things are moving ahead very yeah. quickly Okay,
0: <laughs> yep. now you're talking yep. now you're yep. talking so okay. there you go so
2: you have that there's no football but what are you going to watch to satisfy those
0: you know the thrills and spills of the Premier League what's going to scratch that itch you know what Drive to Survive oh, Netflix right. have you watched it no F1. oh Unbelievable. Even if you're not really into Formula One, which I admittedly wasn't before I watched that series, it is high octane, thrills, spills, not just about the top tier, you know, not just about your cities and your Liverpools, but it's the mid table battle. Right. You know, it's like the equivalent of going, Oh, you know what, did you hear what happened between the Everton, you know, your villa teams, you know, it's Haas and Renault. It's unbelievable. Two series of it, they just released a new series last week. That is a binger.
2: Okay, all right, and hopefully there's enough of it to get us through these next few weeks. They're
0: only half an hour long each, so you're going to do you about a day.
2: OK. All right. Well, that, that, let me just... Uh, what, what do they just call it? Just stagger yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 you got to ration yourself. That's what you need to do. Uh, anything else you can chuck into the mix there,
3: Fergal? Uh, film-wise, I want to give The Irishman a go. The one with De Niro. I well, it's it long
0: it. that as well, isn't
3: it? Well, Dave Scott was in last week, and I mentioned it to him that I hadn't watched it yet. And the look he gave me... And, and Dave Scott's a very affable fella. And he looked at me with a like kind of the eyebrow, the Ancelotti eyebrow of death. Uh, So I definitely want to give that a go. But I've been told, everyone that I say, I want to watch it, they go, oh, it's a bit long. So I think maybe break it in two over two nights. Um, And Black Mirror. Uh, I haven't watched the most recent series. I've watched it up until then, and it's been brilliant. Every single episode, you watch it and you think, Wow. You know, I'll stay up until four in the morning and, a, and watch this again.
0: And a terrific vision of our
3: dystopian future yeah. that is uh, in, it's quickly incoming. And that, But that's what I'm worried about. I'm wondering if I watch <laughs> an episode and then I look out the window, I won't really be able to draw the line between fantasy and reality. I won't be able to draw a line between the 12 inches on my screen and the window in my living room. But um, if you get a message off me in the next week or so to say that I've lost all concept of reality, you'll know that it's been too much Black Mirror. <laughs> or too much reality, maybe. There's lots of other... Uh...
0: Football docs that have been released and that haven't yet been through and watched. Um concrete football, that's good. Right. The yeah. one in Paris, that's the, very good. The Leeds documentary, which is made by the guy who owns Leeds, so I'm a little bit sceptical about that one. Um Brussy Dortmund. Um there's a Gerrard one. Um and you know what actually, this is the kicker, and unfortunately it's not going to be obviously ready until the summer. But uh this is obviously the season where they're doing the um Spurs Amazon documentary. Ah, yeah. The one they did uh, for City a few years ago. They're making the Spurs equivalent, which I think will be box office. Unbelievable.
3: Yeah.
2: So I want to talk a little bit now about some of the potential things that could happen. I mean, again, it's still speculated. The season... We, we just don't know. People are talking about the season uh, just be suspended and restarted and that means lots of things being moved around. Is there enough time to fit everything in? Remember, we've still got FA Cup games to sort out. We've also got uh, the Champions League and the Europa League. All that to fit in and around the Europa League and obviously the mass coordination with all the leagues around Europe. So it's it's, an, it's a nightmare for whoever's got to solve that. Obviously, on the scale of things, it's nothing compared to what's going on health-wise. But there's so many implications about that. We could be facing a situation where either they just freeze the league as it is and, and call that a day, and say so, yeah, the standings as they are right now is how we finish. We could be faced with them writing off the league, which would be upsetting for a lot of people, uh, particularly fans of the likes of Liverpool and Leeds. I wonder if potentially we could go back to some of the things that used to be ha- used to happen in football, where games were decided on the toss of a coin.
3: I think this could cause the biggest social media meltdown. There'd be articles written in the day up to it of who's got the better wrist action, where will the coin be being sourced from. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we'd be drowning. I mean, you know, we're looking kind of 10 days on from now where we could be drowning in coin related content. Could I propose a better idea
0: since we're going to decide this now? All right, okay. Um, I think rock, paper, scissors. Um, Easy, best of three, got to win by two clear points. Um, That for me is probably the only fair way. I think it will be interesting to see the build-up, uh, which clubs uh, select uh, their players to go forward for this. Um, I mean, I think there's some obvious standouts for me in terms of uh, who, who would have the uh, mental capabilities for a game like this. If I was United, I'd be going Bruno Fernandes all day long. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot from him and I see the potential in him winning the Rock Paper as a playoff. Um do you, if
3: you think if you're a involved, cool customer it? with a penalty that would make you Yeah, a good 100%.
0: One? So uh, Jorginho, Chelsea.
2: Well just, yeah, I, I I think yeah, that's a good comparison because yeah. really like with a penalty the trick to it is is to decide early what you're going to go for and stick with that. Yeah. Yeah and have that and, and have full concentration and determination put it out there.
0: I like a bit of mind games before as well. <laughs> you know just uh, just tell them what you're going to do and then obviously execute accordingly. So so that's what I'd do.
3: Who well, do you, who do you think could be a bit of a Dirty tricks character? Dirty tricks. When you think of, you know, the noble game, the noble art that is rock, paper, scissors, there's, there's always somebody that ruins it. Even when you play it yourself, there's always someone that ruins it. I
2: would hate to play it against Roy Keane.
3: <laughs> I think he'd just throw a rock at you. <laughs> yeah. And then scissor kick you.
2: i brought the rock <laughs> <to your head. laughs> uh, You could actually play it with Dwayne Johnson, the rock. That would be quite interesting. Uh, so which <laughs> Premier League team was the last team to be involved in a game that was decided on a coin toss? Um, We're going back a little. We're going pre-Premier League here.
3: Okay. To And um, what did it decide?
2: Um, this was a European game. Um, Everton? Fergal, Leeds? At Liverpool against Cologne, 1965, quarterfinals of the European Cup. Uh, they drew two all in the second leg. There was no away goals at the time. And uh, a coin toss... Uh, Liverpool captain called it correctly, and they went through. Although they lost in the semi-final, but that would bode well for Liverpool potentially winning the Premier League if it came down to that.
3: Because they've got pedigree. Yes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, You've got four. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the same person to to do it. You yeah. Know, come on. Uh, you just no skill in it, is there? It's just well, no no skill. You know, whereas rock paper scissors, there is a there yeah. is a skill to it.
2: All right. Well, let, let's let's just to be fair to Liverpool, let's say Liverpool have got it. Let's move this down to. The relegation places.
0: Ah, I've okay. I know how it's
2: going. Alright, so so let's let's just let just, just put this to the test. So if you'd like to uh, pick a team that you'd like to see stay up. Um and don't say well, Man United.
3: <laughs> um, Norwich, why not? Norwich <laughs> give, them, give, them, okay. give them a
2: hope.
0: I'll go uh, Villa.
2: Villa. Okay. And as Norwich at bottom, I'll let you choose heads or tails. Uh heads. Heads, okay. So here we go. Unbelievably
0: in his heads. Wow! Norwich have turned Norwich around. Survived. That's so there we incredible. go. That, that
2: that proves you've got the whole of Norfolk on your side. a real rags to
0: rich's story. Yeah. No. I, 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 <laughs> what, what what they could do as an alternative for maybe the relegation spots is uh, game of fives. Right. Yeah, because that you can get more people in that ease, easier. Um, you know, it's more of like a drinking game. So so for those not familiar with game of fives. So there's three of us here. Yes. And uh, I'd say, it's very gentlemanly as well, you'd say, um, uh, I challenge you to a a lovely game of fives uh, to my right, and then we'd all basically put in uh, either a a volume of five with one hand, so either a zero or a five, and then at the same time I call out a number of of a multiple of of five, up to 15. I'm explaining this really badly. I was going to say, this sounds like when they first announced the Nations League. It's easier when you're drinking. (laughs) Right. So if the, you just get all the managers together, have a few beers, do a game of fives, and they'd probably all be cool with that.
2: You know what? I would love to see that. Get all the <laughs> Premier League managers in the Big Brother house, right? And just something like that. Just get them drunk, and we just all watch it live, and they play some kind of game, and that decides who stays in
0: the I think that'd be the best thing for everyone.
2: Uh, I think probably at this point, we're literally clutching it at stores, straws, so it's time to uh, call it a day. So... Uh, as we say, unfortunately, we, we we don't have more to look forward to and talk about, but we will be here well, for the foreseeable future. We're going to continue uh, with the daily podcast. We're also going to be continuing uh, with the daily scale, skills via your Amazon Echo. Uh, so all you have to do is ask Alexa to enable sports social and you'll get a daily update for your Premier League team. Just leaves me to say thank you to Rich Johnson.
0: Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> We're having that a game of fives sure, right? here. In fact, sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and also the Professor Fergal Brennan. Thank you very much. I've been At McGinley. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Football Social Daily with German gourmet doner kebabs made with our signature sauces.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?